Since flip phones, I was trying to slide. Go bananas, trying to be the apple of your eye. Real shit, baby. Got me stressed on vacation. No escape. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 79 of the My Parents Office podcast. I am your host, Andrew Diaz. Today I'm all by myself right now. I'm just taking a quick intro for our interview with Enfield native and Yale tight end Wyatt Raymond. Uh, it was great to talk to Wyatt. Uh, Felt overdue. We had talked about getting him on the show uh, probably around the time we first started. Um, it never really worked out, but it was good to finally get him on. Um, so we talked a lot of inside and field stuff too, which which was definitely fun. Talked about some memories from uh, playing high school football together. But yeah, it, it, it definitely definitely a good time. Next week we've got an interview. Um, interviewing on Sunday. Uh, Idaho horseman running back in Springfield College alum, a Middletown native, Hunter Belzo on the show. Um, Idaho horseman's an indoor football league. Uh, so it's it's semi-pro football, but uh, looking forward to interviewing him. And then so that'll be for Wednesday's episode. And then for Friday's episode, I'm interviewing uh, rapper, R&B singer, Malcolm Grant, Milkshaw Benedict. Um, so, um, that's another one I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to, uh, doing. So I'm taping this Friday morning. Um, so you'll probably hear this on Saturday once, uh, Brett, Brett, uh, puts it up on the RSS feed. So I, I've been doing, if you've been following on Substack, I've been doing my top, uh, or my 99 day countdown to the start of college football season. Um, so how it works every day that we move closer. Um, so like today is 92 days. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, when you guys are hearing this is 91. So for 92, I pick, we're 92 days away. I pick the number that correlates with it for, to a college player. So 92, I did Reggie White. Tomorrow, um, Saturday, I'm doing Chris Long, defensive end from Virginia. And then it just so on. So Definitely go check that out. It, it, it really is a, a fun thing that I'm kind of doing. Um, I'm having a good time doing it because I'm, I'm able to look at college players that I completely kind of forgot were, were, were guys I was like big fans of or, or just kind of forgotten stars in general. So let me see what, what I've got here. Um, 99 was Cleveland Farrell the defensive end from uh, Clemson that plays for the Raiders now. 98, I don't know if I did three guys. I did Denard Robinson, Rodrigo Blankenship, and uh, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, 97 was Cornelius Bennett and Aaron Donald. So, I mean, that was a pretty stacked one. 96 was, uh, as many people know him now, Roman Reigns, but Letty Joseph Anoy. Anawi, Anawi, I, I don't know, um, but he played at Virginia Tech. Actually, it was pretty. He was a captain. Um, his senior year, he had sixty-five tackles, fourteen and a half sacks, or fourteen tackles for loss and sixty-six and a half sacks. But uh, I think that's a pretty cool one. Um, Ninety-five was Myron Tagovailoa Amosa, the Notre Dame D tackle that's still active. Ninety-four was two guys. It was AJ Epinesa from Iowa and Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, when he played at the University of Miami. 93, Nandama Kinsu, uh when he was in Nebraska, and Max Duffy, the Australian punter from Kentucky, 
92, I just told you, Reggie White, and then 91 is Chris Long. But with these articles, I mean, I've got up to I've got up to day 82 kind of already banked. I, I just try to knock them out so they always go out at 5 a.m. Uh, I, I just think that's it's good to be consistent with it. But there's some guys uh, I completely forgot were like, – like you forget that they were wore that number. Um, so, like, 83 was uh, – I'll, I'll give one away. It was Jeff Samarja. He uh, played at Notre Dame, played baseball and football, was a real was a two-time Bolitnikoff finalist, um, and plays in the MLB now. So, ooh, excuse me. For for that, I think I think it's definitely really cool. Um, and, and what's nice about I, I put this in one of the articles that while I'm doing this list, I've got so many of them banked. So like I wake up and I check my email and these hit my email and it's like, Oh, I completely forgot. I wrote about this guy. Uh, but, but we're, we're with, uh, I'm at 82 right now. I try to knock out like three a day. We're getting into the seventies, which is like my complete wheelhouse with offensive linemen, like 77. There's so many guys to pick from. I try to do two, but it's going to be difficult to pick two with this one. Cause it's, uh, I know it's Taylor Luan is one of them, Anthony Munoz, and uh, Jake Long. So, I mean, I'm going to try to pick two of those guys. It's going to definitely not be easy. But, uh, I mean, but there's some there's some guys like you I completely forgot about, some guys that played for the Vikings in college. So, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely having a blast doing this. Um, other news, Tom – has started blogging for the four articles from the office. So go check his blogs out. If you're already subscribed to my mailing list, you get his blogs already. Um, so he's doing a lot of fitness and crypto stuff. Um, I know nothing about crypto. <sighs> so I, I actually kind of enjoy reading his blogs that are about that because I kind of learn a little bit about it. I mean, I just see it all over Twitter people using crypto and whatnot so but other than that yeah we're just gonna jump into the Wyatt Raymond interview um go subscribe on Substack articles from the office follow us on Instagram and Twitter at my parents office um YouTube the link is in our bio I think it's actually Andrew Diaz is the YouTube channel but um it's got all the my parents office content on there from the wrestling roundups to interviews to the the University of New England College documentary, stuff like that. Um, so definitely go check that out. Um, Apple, leave us a five-star review. Or leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, wherever you listen to shows. Um, subscribe to us. Uh, and, yeah, just keep keep supporting. I think we're going to be rolling out some new T-shirts in the next uh, week or so. So keep an eye on that, too. Um, they're going to be – I, I can't be sure, but should be cheaper than the last one. So definitely trying to move more of those. But uh, here is the Wyatt Raymond interview. All right. Now joining the show, I have on an Enfield High grad and Yale tight end, Wyatt Raymond. Wyatt, what's going on? Going on, Andrew? Doing all right? All right. I'm, I'm excited to get you on. This feels a little bit overdue getting you on the show, but uh, de- definitely excited. Definitely excited. It's a long time coming. Are you in 70 episodes now? Uh, we're around 80, right? I think this is going to probably be – oh, no, this is going to be the 79th episode. So 
then we'll 80 will be next Monday, but yeah, it's exciting. But, um, so are you home? You're home right now. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm home right now until the summer. I go back for training probably like two weeks, two weeks. That's now how was your freshman year on campus, um, with COVID and everything like, uh, doing, going through workouts, going through camp. What was that like? Honestly, like, it was kind of, like, rough because, like, all the rules and stuff, like, all, like, the extra check-ins and stuff. But, like, I'm a little grateful because, I mean, at the end of the day, I had, like, classes in my dorm room. So, I was only leaving for football. And it was, like, it was really easy to just, like, focus on football. And, you know, it wasn't as much football as it should have been with, like, all, like, the COVID and everything. But it was it was great you know, to get, get down there and work with the guys and have an extra season to train. Now, or do you think that, like, that COVID – so were you going to redshirt anyway uh, this year, do you think? Uh, no, you can't redshirt in oh, Ivy League. Oh, you can't in Ivy League? No, you can't. So do you think you'll take up that year of eligibility uh, down the road possibly? So how it works is, like, my freshman year, like, academically, I'm, like, a, a second semester. You'll be a sophomore a this year. I'm still a freshman, like academically, and like I'm still counts as my freshman season will be this year, so it all lines up. That's why I took this semester off. Uh, oh, so you took this past semester off? Yeah. Okay, so are you going to be able to enroll right back into Yale, right back into your classes, kind of pick up where you left off? Yeah, this fall for the season. Gotcha. Okay, so what was that like taking the semester off? That must have definitely been kind of odd, especially. W- would you have been back on campus? So how it worked is freshmen weren't allowed on campus. It was definitely really odd. Like I got into like a really good like kind of swing. I was getting into like a swing, like being at school and then came home, had to re-get into like a swing at home and now I'm getting ready to go back and, and make another transition. But it's been really good to, to train and now I know what it's like being on campus. So I, I know what to expect when I go back. Yeah. Now coming out of Enfield, um, it, it it is odd or not odd. It's a, it's a, very far and few when an Enfield football player goes Division One. So when the recruitment started happening, it definitely being there, kind of seeing it was pretty exciting. But uh, when the offers started to come in, like the first one that came in, what was that feeling? Uh, it was mostly just relief because, like, I mean, like everybody's working for you're working for it for like four years, you know. Like mm-hmm. some people work for it and like it just doesn't pay off. So like getting like the first one is like relief because like now i know i can play college ball so now it's like it's starting to get serious you know starting to feel some more offers and stuff and so you got offered uh whole did holy cross offer you no it was just um fordham columbia for fordham columbia and yeah okay now are you in any way disappointed that a team like uconn didn't offer you i know you're happy probably at yale now but in the recruiting process, it's got to be a, a – I feel like a little bit of a bummer that UConn doesn't offer. Uh, it's a little bit of a bummer, but, like, because I think, like, everybody, you know, really believes in themselves. So like, obviously, you think you're good enough to get that offer. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you end up going to the school that, like, with the coaches that want you. So, if, like, they don't want me that much, then it's fine that they don't offer me. You know? So, that's kind of have the mindset you have to have. Yeah. Now – what, what was this whole summer going into uh, 
going into preparing to go to Yale, like how did you prepare yourself, prepare your body um, to kind of be able to compete with going from being the best kid on your high school team to now you're like the, maybe the second or third guy on the tight end depth chart. Uh, It's a little intimidating because like you walk in, like there's not like a single guy who's like probably pushing as much as me or like, you know, just as fast as me, like all that sort of thing. You know, there's always like a bigger fish, but it's also like really good, like competition, just like build with. And like, I don't know. I just feel like since like I've been around like these guys who are, who are so great, you know, it pushes me to want to be that great. So like I've been making a lot of progress. You know, that's good. That's good. That's good. Now you, it seems like you and Ethan have been uh, kind of working out together. I see Ethan always posting his uh, shirtless pics with you in it. So how, how has it been working with him, having a guy to kind of you, – you guys kind of holding each other accountable? Yeah, I would like – he, you know, he forced me to take that picture, by the way. But <laughs> he, um, I've been working out with, like, Freddie and Ethan, and, and those two guys, you know, they're both playing college, and, and uh, they both really want to get better, especially Ethan. You know, Ethan's in my ear, talking my ear off, like, all day. Like, oh, I want to put on 20 more pounds, 20 more pounds, and I'm like, all right, relax. Like, but it's, it's great. Cause he's going to be playing guard if he throws on, like, 20 – if he keeps talking like that. He says he wants to be the biggest safety in the conference. So, I mean, whatever. That's good. Good for him. Yeah, he 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 he's a psychopath now. Like he he's nuts. But I mean, it, what what does he weigh now? Probably like one eighty, one ninety. One ninety. Yeah. Holy shit! That for him putting twenty more pounds on would be. And if he stayed as fast as he did too, that would kind of be scary. Yeah, he wants to get well. He wants to get faster. I think Jake also his his brother is really kind of pressing the thumb on him. Jake's big. Jake's as, as big as me, as strong as me. So he, you know, he's got the genetics. They're all there, and he, he wants to be big too. No, he is but, big. But he's a Windsor Locks kid. It's a, it's not the same. He, playing at Windsor Locks not the same as playing at Enfield. Yeah, he could have had the Enfield drip, but like the Windsor Should have, should have. Um, working out with Freddie. How's that been? Because I know for a time he got thinner. Like it seemed like he got thinner. Uh, like down to like 190, I think. And, uh, but it seems like he's putting it all back on. How's it been working out with him? The thing about that, though, is like Freddie was, he was a little fluffy. And then we started working out together. I remember like during COVID, he got real, he did get skinny. But yep. then now he's just like, we've been working out together. He's been putting on muscle. And he's, he, I mean, he's, he, he's the same thing. He's always talking about the season. And, oh, I can't wait for football. He always says to me. And, and you now just being around them too. And like, they want to be great. So makes me it makes me want to go better in the gym that's good that's good 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 group to surround yourself with um play so you played basketball in uh high school as well how much do you think that helped you with football or did you just kind of play basketball because you were good at basketball did the do you notice any correlation between the two really i mean helps be like a all-around like athlete you know it definitely helps with like running and stuff like that but i just played basketball because i wanted to but it, um there's actually like an interesting thing like a lot of tight ends play basketball like a lot of the tight ends in the nfl played basketball in high school and that's a there's a pretty big correlation between tight ends yeah i mean you get guys like antonio gates jimmy graham they were basketball players um third julius peppers through and through so i mean but playing i think definitely you see the correlation i think at least just tight end is the biggest position you see the the comparison definitely 
because now, who, who would you say you play as a tight end most like? Are you more of a physical? Because I've played with you. I don't know how your games really change if you've gotten better blocking wise, or I know you haven't really played, but where, where would you say you kind of fit? Uh, what tight end do you kind of play a lot like? Put me on the spot here. Um, if I had to, if I had to compare myself to somebody in the NFL, I'd probably compare myself to Travis Kelsey, just Kelsey. because, you know, he he's always he he's got surprising agility for a big guy, mm-hmm. and he he's a really good route runner, which I try to be a good route runner. At the same time, like he's got an edge to him, which you could like tell when when he gets like when he's like, sticking a block, you can tell. And I think that's probably the part of my game I got to improve on the most is blocking. He's definitely a better blocker than me. But that's what I'm, I would try to model my game after. Now, see, I, when I was playing, you weren't a big glove guy, I remember. Uh, so are, are you going to start wearing gloves in college? Like, will, will you be uh, wearing a pair of gloves? Or are you just still going to go bare hands? I'm wearing gloves now. They got me nice little sticky gloves. I just want to buy gloves and nice one. It was like, it was good training, I feel like, if you know, yeah. catch a ball with your bare hands, you should be able to catch a ball with gloves. So, And I know some other people do that. Now, how's the transition been for you? Because at, at Enfield High, you played really all over the place. You played um, a lot of receiver because we weren't a big tight end team. So you played a lot of receiver. You played like a little bit of tight end, a little bit of wing, quarterback. Um, so, which is probably your best position. But uh, what, what, what's been the transition for you from going from kind of being all over the place to just focusing on being a tight end? It's a lot easier, especially not playing both sides of the ball, like just being able to focus on one position and like, you know, you're doing a lot of the same things every play. So you get, you know, you're just focusing on like a, a much narrower skill set. So, you know, I can work on things like more position specific and stuff like that. So it makes it a lot easier. Gotcha. Now, you're Owen showed me the touchdown pass you threw him senior year, guys, his senior year versus, uh, Glastonbury is that is that your favorite high school uh play I'd imagine because you were always in Fidge's ear about playing quarterback so my favorite high school play I mean I'm just throwing that one out there because it it was a bomb to Owen in the Glastonbury game yeah that was I mean it was great to see the look on coach's pitch face because I remember always telling him I was like I can throw the ball and he was like you can't throw the ball and then I threw a bomb all the way downfield. It was beautiful. I mean, it was great too, especially getting the upset win. The the best is when we played Hall my senior year, the one where we ran pretty much the same play, but with Cam throwing it. And he threw it about three yards into the ground because he had his gloves still on. He was like trying to get his gloves. Oh back my God. <laughs> he came like, around come and it just, he throws it and it just, slips and just goes literally I think four yards into the in right into the turf that's got to be my favorite play was was against Hall um I think it was my junior year your senior year that game against Hall uh the game went touchdown that's gotta be my favorite play that meant a lot too because that was the same week Justin had passed so that that was a a big emotional, emotional week. Uh, getting that win was huge, though, because especially the when we had played Hall, like my sophomore year, we lost to them at their place, like fifty-four to seven. We lose to them the year before uh, by a touchdown. 
So going there and getting the win, especially under those circumstances, was definitely, definitely awesome. The Manchester game the week before, what, that one I think was the most electric, just going into overtime, double overtime against the team that we, we weren't too fond of. Um, I, I, I think back, the play that sticks out is Ethan's game uh, – or Ethan's touchdown catch which I, I still don't understand how he caught it because um, he – or I don't know why he was on the field, at least, playing receiver. So that that game definitely sticks out. Do you have one game, like your senior year, one win um, that really stuck out for you guys? Was the East Hartford one, um, South Windsor? Yeah, the, the one that – it's always against South Windsor. I mean, that's, a, that's always the best one. I mean, you know, because, like, you know, like, when you get there, like – they're mad and like you're mad and it's just like it's it's a rivalry it's great and i love playing against them and, and winning against them especially a two two uh two-year win streak against them it doesn't get much better than that yeah we keep the trophy if you'll die absolutely um now a question we always ask we started doing this uh about probably maybe 30 episodes back we do so what what did you listen to before games? Like what was in your headphones um, before you would play for, did it switch? Like, I'm wondering, did it switch up for basketball or was it all the same through and through? It actually did switch up between basketball and football because for football, I would like to listen to some like rock or something like heavy rock, like Molly crew. I love kickstart my heart. Okay. Um, and for basketball, I would usually listen to rap before a game or like some old school rap, like some Biggie, Mace, some of those guys. You guys had the best injury. Would you, you guys came out to jump, right? When you guys would come out, it was Santi would come down and dunk during warmups. Yeah, that was my idea. They didn't like that idea, but I made oh, them do it anyways. It was awesome. It always was perfect, too, because you had Santi, who was an automatic to dunk every time he came down. So it, it always worked out perfect. We'd always try to line up our dunkers, so we would all we would all go in a row. We only had a couple. So it, you mean you and Santi? That was about it. Hi. And, and Kyle would try to touch rim, or Kyle would shoot a three. Yeah, Kyle would do a layup. Well, well I'm I'm curious because you've played with. You were on the team when Kumar was there. What what would be your through your four years your Enfield starting five, like th- the the four guys like. I'm assuming you'll be in it, or maybe not. Yeah. But who would be the f- the four or five guys on that team with you? It'd be Jaden, the one. I put Kyle, the two. I put me at the four, Kumar at the five, and then oh, the third spot. That's the hard spot to fill. I might put Christian Pacini in there. I was gonna say no love for no love for Christian. I might put Christian Pacini for the three because he's a he's a good he's a good team player. I mean he could uh, play too. Yeah, he, he good good defender, decent shooter. We'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. But uh, and, and who would you pick for coach? Would it be would it be Zalki or Coach James? Zalki. No no love for no love for Coach James. Love Coach James, but he could be the assistant. All right, I, I like that. That works. Um, what are you majoring in at Yale? What what is the what do you what are you gonna be going back into? Uh, I'm not declared for major, but I'm thinking economics. 
Now, with with something like that, do you kind of want to go as broad as possible because of what the Yale degree kind of holds? Because, um, I mean, going super specific works, but, I mean, if you go, like, economics or business, then you kind of can really do anything because you have that degree from Yale. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of it is, like, with most degrees that you get, um, you know, you're trying to network for a job, and that goes for you know, any college. So... I mean, more or less in colleges in general, the degree doesn't really matter. It's more of like, you know, you know, networking for that job and, and that sort of thing. So, but I am trying to keep. A, I want to pick a broad major, something not too specific. I don't want to be stuck with biochem. Yeah, that would also be, hard. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound enjoy. That's what what's his name Alex is doing up at UMass, and it's it baffles me that somebody would pick that as their college major because it's super narrow and seems awful it's incredible though you'd be surprised how many like of my teammates are like picking these insanely hard majors like when i remember coming up on a tour and like the guy gave me a tour he was like oh i'm doing um something something out here they're they're crazy majors people do like astro i don't even know when when i visited Bowdoin my junior year we went up and did like a junior day there. They had, they talked about what majors they had, or they gave you like a pamphlet with it and you open it up. I, I wanted to just be a business major. So I'm looking through no accounting, no business. They had like Russian, uh, they had art of dance, sculpting. I'm like, this is, and then the, the most, the major that like most connected would probably have been like economics. But outside of that, it was just a bunch of gender studies, uh, African studies, all majors like that. I'm like, I don't understand how colleges like that stay afloat having those types of majors. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I honestly don't, I don't know too much about how it works. Like too much about the job process. Coming out of it. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. But uh, so how, how are you like gen ed wise? So is that what you pretty much did your first semester was just knock out your gen eds and that's what you're, you're assuming your sophomore or your uh, second semester will be this fall. Yeah, I just knocked out a lot of gen eds and um, probably going to be doing the same next semester. So that'll be nice, though, to be doing gen eds while the season comes around. Now, with Yale, do you have to declare by a certain day? Like, Because I know at Maritime, it's the first day of your junior year. You have to have a major declared. Um, and, like, you can't switch anymore. But any time before that, you can switch between majors. So is there, like, a, a hard-pressed date for you to declare or – yeah, I think it's junior year as well, but I do know that you're given, like, you have a four-year window to graduate, so, like, that's not, like, flexible. So, there's no, like, fifth-year options, really, at Yale. Yeah. If you're going for um, continued education, like, uh, going for your master's or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But there's, um, they gave out a free pass for, like, COVID, for, like, that half semester. Now, does that free pass trickle down to you, or is that just like juniors and seniors that were at the school um, that were like getting preparing to graduate? I think they gave the free pass to everybody, but like some of the seniors decided just to like finish out and graduate because they only had one semester left. But uh, if you if they wanted to, they could have taken a, a semester off and then played another season. Gotcha. No, I, I like talking about the recruitment when uh, Yale's definitely obviously where you're at now with when Columbia offered you it's that's another Ivy League school what 
were, was that a heavy consider? Like, did you really consider going there or was there a school you maybe hoped would offer you um, outside, not even talking UConn, but just maybe another Ivy league school. Um, as far as like the consideration, I've always like really wanted to go to Yale. So like, they've always kind of like been my number one option. And like, it was kind of easy to choose when it came to that, for that reason. But um, I did definitely consider Fordham and Columbia because I mean, both really good schools. And I just decided that you know, I like Yale the best. And I'm really happy with that decision, but I do wish I probably would have gotten more offers, but I think everybody wishes that. Um, it would have been nice to get like some FPS offers, but it, I guess it wasn't in the cards, but um, Holy Cross, I think I was close on and didn't get it. UConn, um, some of those schools. Yeah. Do you think it maybe like, I, I'm just throwing it out as like a hypothetical, a prep year, would have benefited those FBS offers no matter where you had played? I think of, I say, I would say if I went, uh, went to a pep year, I think I would have got like all the FBS offers, but you don't know. And like, even if I did have FBS offers, I don't know if I would choose them over Yale. Yeah, it's tough when you're, you're looking education wise too. You're not going to get much better education at the FBS level unless you're going to a Duke or a Stanford or a, Northwestern outside of that especially in the northeast with like UMass UConn Rutgers being in or Syracuse really you're not getting a better education than at Yale or Columbia or Fordham exactly Stanford is a is a great example though that would be like a dream school but that's it's in California that that's too far what, what school would you consider to be tight end you because I've heard a lot of talk with Stanford being in it with uh Goddard Ertz I, I mean I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm obviously gonna say Notre Dame, but I'm curious uh, what your thoughts. I'm I'm gonna be completely non-biased. To me, tight end U is Iowa. That's it, always it, that's always how I've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, especially the guys they've got now with Fant, Kittle. Um, trying to think, those are the two big names that really come to mind. But it, I, they produce guys year after year that are good, but they're. They're all around players too. Good blockers, really good pass catchers. Now, do you have who is your college football team, or do you just watch like your your FBS team that you root for big time on Saturdays? Uh, that would be Oregon. I, I've always liked Oregon. I don't know why. I, I think because when I was a kid, they were like really good. Yeah, I forgot. Um, who was that really good running back that they had? Uh, DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah. And I, I would I loved it when he was playing. So I, I've just been a fan since then, but I don't really follow too much seriously. I just I follow games. I pick one. I pick my favorites for each game. Now, what about for NFL? Are you? I'm assuming maybe a. I'm assuming a Pats fan. Yeah, I'm a big Pats fan. What are you as a tight end? What are your thoughts on the Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith addition to help Cam out or Mac Jones out? It's huge because they, they're going to be able to help protect Cam and they're also going to be able to run routes for Cam and, and get open for him. So, and I know Bill Belichick loves his tight end. It, it, this could, it could be like the next Gronk Hernandez duo. Hopefully it doesn't end the same, but uh, you, you never know. So, um, and what, what are your thoughts on the Mac Jones pick? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't huge on the pick when I first, when I first saw it, but if Bill, I, you know, I trust Bill. So if he if he sees something in Mac and I really think he's there more than anything, they'll they'll light the fire under Cam. 
because I think Cam needed somebody in the room to, to give him some competition and make him play better. It, it was definitely, I think, for Belichick, a tough, tough for them to not take him to with him still being there at 15 when he was projected to be like go third or even like ninth to Denver or something like that. So for him to slip all the way there, it felt like a no brainer for him, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know. I think Mac Jones will be starting by like week eight. Uh, I think Cam will be out, which is unfortunate because I like Newton, but after pl- how he played last year, it was pretty brutal. Well, we'll have to see what he does with the new threats he has. And I don't know. Uh, I heard a rumor that Julio Jones wants to play with Cam. I don't know how true that is, but I, if that's I, true. Then Cam might be playing all along. I've seen a lot. I saw the two teams he said he wanted to play for. I, once again, I don't know how true that is because I've seen like everything on Twitter about Julio it is different teams. But the two that keep coming up are the Titans and Patriots. So uh, the, those in New England, it would be pretty unreal because he would be the clear cut number one with Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne as the two and three. It would be so deadly. The spots cut out for him here. I mean, if he was the Titans, though, it'd be a scary team. Cause yeah, that if, if they go to the if he goes to the Titans, they'll roll through. I think the AFC South, and it, yeah. it, especially you're gonna have a guy that could will probably go for a thousand receiving yards and a running back that'll go for over two thousand. So it, it, it's that would that would be super super unfortunate for just about every AFC team. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see who. Uh... What the teams will have to give up for Julio? That's not the only thing I'm worried about. If he does go to the Patriots, I'm worried about who they'll have to give up for him. Um, I don't think they'll have to give up a first. I could see like a second and a fourth, maybe, um, or a second and a fifth, or even a a third and maybe like I'm trying to think third and maybe like two backup offensive linemen or. I honestly don't know because you have to think what Atlanta needs. They need O-line. They need defensive line too. So so it all comes down to what they really need and what picks they'll want to take too. But I, I don't think a first-rounder is in the cards for them. Yeah, especially now with Julio being so so clear that he wants out. Did, did, you, did you see the clip of him calling – or uh, when Shannon Sharp called him? Yeah, that's hilarious. He goes. I'm, he's, he said, "I'm out of here. I want to win." I'm, that that's the nail in the coffin right there. When he says it, and he knows he's on live TV too. Like that. That's when you know he he's fully out. Uh, I think it's Matt Ryan is the reason why he wants out, right? I'd imagine so. I mean, and it's not even like Matt Ryan's that bad. I I don't think he's that bad. But when you've been playing with the same guy your entire career and you're not winning. It's it's easy to point the finger to Matt Ryan, yeah. But it, it, I I do like what are your what are your thoughts on Kyle Pitts that addition with him being as versatile as he is, just as a tight end. Kyle Pitts is going to be I think he's going to be really good. I mean, running a four two as a tight end is kind of crazy. So, I mean, he's going to get some really big mismatches. So if, if they can get him the ball, he's going to be huge for them. And the, another big tight end that came out in the draft was Fryermuth from Penn State, went to Pittsburgh. He's, I think, the a polar opposite of Pitts. Big, physical, and a real good blocker. I mean, Pitts is a good blocker, but Fryermuth just sticks his nose into everything. Um, but, yeah, Pitts is a he's, – a, he's a freak, just an absolute athletic freak that 
if, if they are able to keep Julio, having those three, him, Calvin Ridley, and Julio, is going to be the best off the best receiving trio, I think, in the whole league. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Wyatt, I appreciate you coming on. Um, definitely, I, I this definitely was overdue, so I'm, ha- I'm definitely happy we got this in. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, man. This was great. All right, thank you for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes we're going to be putting out. Thank you. Apple of your eye, real shit, baby. Got me stressed on vacation. No escaping, playing with my head and my heart. She would shut me up quick like don't even